0: Tonight is study number 34 of Revelation chapter 18. We're continuing to read verses 22 and 23. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. No craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And here God is, in various ways, basically saying the same thing. The voice of harpers, musicians, pipers, and trumpeters... Not being heard anymore in Babylon or in the world is pointing to um, the uh, famine of hearing of the gospel in the world. That that God, the Holy Spirit, will not open up anyone's ears to hear in uh, salvation. And then uh, we we looked at this last time. The craftsman, no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be, shall be found any more in thee. We saw God as the craftsman. He's the builder of the heavenly city. He's the carpenter that puts together the house of God. And God will not be found in a saving sense anywhere in the world ever again. He, he will not be involved in uh, the craft of the construction of, project of building the house it is built it is complete and now it's time for the storm to come against the house to try the foundation and and to give God the glory for um, the fact that the house will endure the storm and will show that it's built on a firm foundation of the rock that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it it said, And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And, and we also saw that the millstone is uh, where grinding would take place, the grinding of meal that points to the development and sharing of the gospel. So again, you're not going to hear the sound of a millstone, which would relate to, again, a famine of hearing. Well, uh, now in verse 23, It's not speaking of hearing, but uh, this would have to do with seeing. In the first statement, in Revelation 18.23, it says, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And and so we know that God uh, can use the illustration of hearing to typify salvation. But so, too, does he use the idea of seeing, uh, when Christ would give sight to the blind. That was a picture of salvation. And uh, the Lord Jesus is uh, uh, typified often in the Bible by the light, by the sun, um, by the, the brilliant shining light that, that um, portrays the gospel. Actually, let's look at a few verses where God speaks of um, the shining of lights in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15. It says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. And that's been the role for the believers as we carry forth the word of god we have been as a light as a messenger of the gospel of light and and uh the world which is crooked perverse in darkness well god has often used that uh, to draw people to himself to uh, people see the light shining forth uh, from a child of god in their conversation or in the way they're they're bringing forth the gospel and are drawn to the light or drawn to the word of god and god has worked in that way to save people in time past but but remember the statement we're looking at the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee which means it's uh, it's a similar idea to hearing It's not that there isn't a Bible. It's not that there isn't even faithful preaching or or that people aren't hearing with their physical ears, but they're not hearing with their spiritual ears because the Holy Spirit is not working to open their ears in salvation. Likewise, they can see true believers in the world who do shine in one sense as lights, still because they're, they're still um, their conversation is um, quite different than the behavior of the people of the world. The believers are still carrying the Bible's message and sharing it. yet they they're shining, but the people of the world are not seeing it and in the same sense they're not hearing, the sound of the millstone or, or the sound of the musical instruments. It it takes the Holy Spirit to open the eyes to see that shining. And, um, well, in John um, chapter 1, we know that Christ, of course, is the light of the world. It says in John 1 verses 4 and 5, in him was life. And the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That is Christ, and Christ is um, the Word made flesh. So the Bible uh, it is is that which shines with the brightness in the world, the dark world, as Christ shined. In Second Peter, chapter one, and verse nineteen. Uh, it says there, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. See, the sure word of prophecy is the Bible. And and it's like unto a light that shines in a dark place. The dark place is this world. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. And, uh, well, let's also go to Revelation chapter 1. And um, it says in verse 13, And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one, like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. And then in verse 15, And his feet, like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth one a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And the Son of Man is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a picture God is giving of Christ, and and he he is the light of the world, as we read in John 1. So he's uh, he's shining his countenance as the sun shineth in his strength. And we know God does say in the Bible that the sun is a type and figure of God. Psalm 84 verse 11, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. And, and Christ is God and therefore he shines as the sun. But notice, It says his countenance. And this word countenance is also translated as face. His face was as the sun shineth in his strength. Now, if we go back to Psalm 80, we'll find this statement. And this statement is made three different times in this psalm. Psalm 80, verse 3. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine. Jesus' countenance, his face, shined as the sun. Well, here the request is of God, cause thy face to shine, which would uh, relate to the countenance of Christ, the brilliance of uh, his, his glorious nature. He shines as the sun. And and so, God, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Also, in verse 7, Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. And a third time, in verse 19, Turn us again, O Jehovah God of hosts, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. And, of course, it is pointing to the lord jesus christ the savior and and it he he uh shines forth uh, into the hearts of those that were predestinated unto salvation and he enlightens their darkness and they become saved so the shining of a light the the, the light who is christ the light of the word of god the light that the believers were messengers of, carriers of, into the dark world. The shining of that light identifies with salvation. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. And, of course, again, the idea comes back a time and again. We see that God keeps teaching it. In verse after verse... Here in Revelation 18, and we've we've seen it in earlier chapters, in Revelation 9 it was taught, in Revelation 11 it was taught, in Revelation 14, and 15, and 16, and now in Revelation 18, the same teaching in the day of judgment, the time of Babylon's fall, which is at the end of the great tribulation, what does the Bible say? Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun is darkened. The sun, Christ's face, His countenance shined as the sun for brilliance. We, we read in Revelation 1, Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. That is the, the sun which identifies with the light of the Word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, which brings salvation, and, and the shining of that light causes the elect to be saved. But now it's immediately after the tribulation, and the sun is darkened, and the moon does not give her light, which relates to the law or the Word, and the stars fall from heaven. And, and, and there we have the three, um, very same things that the scriptures that we just read. Christ is the light, the word, the sure word of prophecy is the light, and believers shine as the light in a crooked and perverse nation. And the, the sun is God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the moon is the law, the word of God, and the stars are the believers. And, Immediately after the tribulation, the lights of the gospel—that's what God uh, it has been repeatedly teaching. And it, it, it really, um, anyone uh, who is not recognizing this is either not checking it out. They're—they're they're not following God's direction to check it out to see if it's so. They're not investigating in Joel chapter 2, or Joel 3, or Daniel, or Ezekiel, or in uh, Matthew 24, or Mark 13, or Luke 21, or the whole book of Revelation. They're not checking out what happens after the tribulation, in those days, after that tribulation, according to Mark 13. The sun is darkened for a period of days, and God... It, it's not, that, that part is not difficult at all. Yes, it's a spiritual interpretation, but all anyone has to do is look up the word sun. The Lord God is the sun. Christ's face shines as the sun. Cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. And as we look at those scriptures, and we could look at many more, what is the Bible teaching? It's not me. It's it's not any individual believer. What is the Bible teaching? What is it that happens that the Bible says will happen immediately after the tribulation, just based on uh, those scriptures that the sun, moon, and stars are darkened? It is teaching the end of salvation, the end of the light of the gospel. It's teaching the light of Christ, as he causes his face to shine and to save, is no longer emanating forth, no longer shining. There is no more light of the sun spiritually. Therefore, it's the conclusion of the Bible. Therefore, no one is being saved. That's what the Bible is teaching here in statement after statement. In Revelation 18, in these latter verses especially, it, it, it's over with, it's done with. The salvation of God has been completed. The, there, uh, people can say all they want, oh, the believers are still in the world. And since the believers are in the world, well then, God will still save. And, and yet God is saying, well, you can have the musical instruments. And you can have the uh, the millstone, and and you can light a candle, but they're not going to hear it, and they're not going to see it, and they're not going to find a craftsman. There is no more salvation. The door is shut in in an absolute way. God shut the door, and and uh, it, it has uh, just been scripture after scripture that has confirmed this as we have dug into the Bible concerning the the language of Judgment Day, the language of these days after that tribulation. Well, uh, all right, there is darkness. There is spiritual darkness. The light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And we know immediately after the tribulation, the sun is darkened, God isn't saving. We understand that. But, you know, it, th- there is a bit of good news. And if we go to uh, Proverbs chapter 31, that's the last chapter of Proverbs, we find in Proverbs 31 uh, that that God... Um, discusses a virtuous woman. And the virtuous woman is um, a type and figure of God's elect. And it says of her in verse 18, Proverbs 31, verse 18, She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. So there, the the light of the candle is still shining within the virtuous woman. That is, the true believers still have light in the time of night. And uh, keep in mind, when we look at that parable of the 12-hour workday, at the end of the 12th hour, that final 11th or 12th hour typify the Great Tribulation, Therefore the end of the work day um, was the the end of the great tribulation and beginning of judgment day at even or night. So the night comes according to John 9 in which no man can work Christ is no longer performing the work of saving sinners and and uh, that the, the day of salvation is over. But the the virtuous woman it is said of her, her candle goeth not out by night. So, she still has light. And God's people still have light, of course. They have the Holy Spirit, and and God is still enlightening his word to their eyes, their understanding, so that they are receiving the righteous revelation of the judgment of God in the day of his wrath. But, uh it, it also says of the virtuous woman in verse 15 of Proverbs 31 she riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens and there uh, we we have um reference to feeding sheep in the night the the virtuous woman rises to give meat to her household and a portion to her maiden. She's concerned about her own house and, and her own servants or those that are all related to her. And, and that would be God's sheep. As we know that Christ commanded in John 21, after the great catch of fish came in, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep three times to indicate God's purpose for his people in, in the time when salvation had concluded, the, the, the plan of salvation, the program of salvation, of evangelization of the world had ended, but there was a task still to perform for the people of God of feeding sheep. And the virtuous woman rises while it is night. Christ comes as a thief in the night and, and he came beginning on May 21, 2011. And the virtuous woman goes about her, uh, duty. It, it's her responsibility because Christ is commanded to feed her household. And, and that's what the people of God are, uh, involved in doing at this time. Now let's just look at one more verse. Concerning the believers having light in the time of darkness. And that's in Micah chapter 7 and verses 8 and 9. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, Jehovah shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of Jehovah, because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. And and so again, the believers, yes, we might sit in darkness at this time, because the whole world is spiritually dark, but Jehovah is still a light unto his people. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies.